this is Camden Payne and Reagan Johannesson, and we're here today to inform you about a serial killer named Alexander Pachuchkin, who, in my opinion, was very crazy. He was also known as the chessboard killer, the Bitsa Park maniac, and the Bitsa Beast. His early childhood was not the best. He was born April 9th, 1974 in Moscow. Um, he suffered brain damage at an early age as he was hit in the head by a swing at age four. He transferred to a school for disabled and ended up being bullied there. Um, Alexander damaged part of his brain that led to tendencies of aggression. Uh, his grandfather taught him to play chess since he was a very intelligent man. Uh, he became aggressive and violent to others after his grandfather's death. Um, he, he really loved his grandfather, so this upset him very much when he died. This could have been part of the reason why he went on a murderous streak. Uh, he experienced violent urges to harm others at a young age as he murdered when he was only 18. Uh, his parents were divorced at a young age and grew out, grew up without a father figure. This also could have been one of the reasons why he was quite the murderer. So, um, his first murder obviously was at age 18. He ended up pushing a child out of a window that he actually knew and possible sources say that he was in love with this man, which means he was gay. And this was later ruled as a suicide. He said this quote in an interview, the first murder, it's like first love. It's unforgettable. During his murder streak, he targeted the elderly and the homeless. So what he basically did is he lured them in to drink alcohol at his dead dog's grave. And my guess is he was trying to make them feel bad for him. So that's how he lured them there. And he waited until they were intoxicated and ended up hitting them in the head with a hammer or a pipe, whatever he could find. And after they were deceased, he pushed a vodka bottle into their gaping wound in their skull. To conceal the bodies, he threw them into a sewer, whether or not they were dead or alive. Um, apparently killing made him feel like God because he was able to decide whether or not they were able to live. And I don't think that's a very valuable reason to kill. I guess that was his reason. But he was in competition with another serial killer that ended up killing 52 people and was convicted in 1992 just when his crimes, Pachuchkin's crimes, were beginning. So kind of confusing how he was in competition when this other serial killer was already convicted. Anyway... Three of his victims were women and one was a child, so the rest were male. And one of these women was found with tiny stakes hammered into her skull and around her eyes. That just shows you how aggressive and how torturous he was to his victims. And those victims were around 48 to 66. The police are still not sure of this number yet to this day. But his last victim, who ended up getting him arrested, obviously, was Marina Moskolova. I think that's how you say it. But her body was found with a metro ticket and Pachuchkin's phone number inside. And the authorities reviewed the surveillance footage around the metro area because of the ticket and saw her walking with Pachuchkin moments before she was killed. 
The police raided Pachuchkin's apartment two days later and arrested him. And he confessed. And the police found 14 bodies and a hammer from a bond inside of his apartment. But this lack of forensic evidence, there was a lack. And questions about Pachuchkin had them questioning his mental health and if he was really capable of these murders. The span of the crimes lasted from 1992 to June 14th of 2006. They stopped after 1992 when he committed his first murder and then began up again in 2001. So he was on a streak of murderous crimes for about five years. And they mostly were in the Moscow Park area and Moscow, Russia. The evidence that police discovered on site was a chessboard with all but two squares filled up with dates. And my guess is that he was, those were the dates of when he killed them. And his goal was to fill up the entire board with his murders, hence the chessboard killer name that he was given. And 61 or 62 out of 64 squares were filled up. So he was almost done with the chessboard. The outcome of this case was that Pachushkin's confession was aired live on television where he, in quotes, said, for me, a life without murder is like a life without food for you. And that just shows people how much he needed to kill and how he had that strong desire. And when he was being convicted, he demanded that he be charged for more murders, even though he was convicted of 52 and three attempted. He actually said, I thought it'd be unfair to forget about the other 11 people during his trial. So he was convicted on October, 2007, which was over a year later than when he was arrested. And he was sentenced to life imprisonment with 15 years in solitary confinement. Now that sounds like a pretty rough life. All right, Alexander. Uh, did fit the criteria of a typical typical serial killer that we would see. Um, he was a single white male. He was intelligent. He had he had employment difficulties. Um, he had an unstable family history, which led to some trauma in his life. Um, he was abandoned by fathers and raised by mothers. This left him without a father figure for most of his whole life. Um, he was a criminal, he had psychiatric problems, and he also had alcohol problems, which, in my opinion, makes this guy a perfect serial killer. So, he... Psychological testing was not personally done on Alexander Petruchkin. Psychological... Psycho... <laughs> Psychologist tested his case to see if something was mentally wrong with him. And they found that um, the murders were possibly interpreted by the anger at his grandfather for abandoning him, which is confusing because his grandfather died and he never really abandoned him. But his father did abandon him. Yeah, he doesn't blame his father. He blames his grandfather. So um, psychologists also described his criminal career as a perpetual orgasm. All right. His crime assessment, his M.O., he would hit victims in the head with a hammer or a pipe. Um, his signature move, I guess you could say, he left a bottle of vodka inside their gaping skull. 
which could probably lead to some infections, but I mean, you know. So his criminal profile, his race was white, he was a male. Some physical characteristics, um, he had brown hair, brown eyes, which were also recorded as sometimes red, which is interesting. He was tall, thin, and there aren't much characteristics about him, but just by looking at him, that's what you can um, see. And then his values or beliefs, since he wasn't really like psychologically tested or asked questions about this, there aren't many um, facts out there, but one value that he obviously had was being competitive because he was in competition with another serial killer and he probably beat him by the amount of murders he committed. But one more quote that is very important to think about is I felt like the father of all these people since it was I who opened the door for them to another world. Now, this is probably why he committed those murders because it made him feel like God opening the door to maybe a hell or heaven. Who knows? But to end the podcast, we would like to thank our sponsors that helps us gather all this information. Thefamouspeople.com, Murderpedia.com, Biography.com, and TheGuardian.com. Thank you. This is Reagan Johansson and... Kevin Payne.